Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the fact that three parts per million of free chlorine may not be enough in your pool to prevent algae, bacteria, and viruses, and how the old school thinking of two to four parts per million of chlorine is pretty outdated out there and can get you in a lot of trouble if you have a pool route or if you're maintaining your pool yourself. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Now this is not one of those things where it's going to be like eggs are good for you, no eggs are bad for you. Coffee is good, coffee causes cancer. It's one of those things where it's been pretty much proven empirically, and you can do this experiment yourself, and you can see this happening in your own pool or the pools you maintain. It's not something that I came up with. It's something that Bob Lowry has developed, and Bob Lowry was probably the best chemist in the pool industry. He invented tons of chemicals. His Probably his best-known one was liquid pool conditioner that's marketed by Natural Chemistry. He's also written many books. He spoke, he has a certified residential course that he used to do. All of these to say that his pedigree in the industry probably can't be matched or will probably never be matched again. He passed away last year, unfortunately, but he did leave a legacy of pool knowledge behind. And this is one thing that I kind of didn't believe or buy into right away until I started testing it on my pool route and realized that you can actually prove this particular thing that he's talking about, and that is that three parts per million of chlorine may not be enough in the pool to prevent algae and bacteria and viruses and prevent the pool from turning. And I think this comes from a lot of research on his part with the cyanuric acid relationship with chlorine, which a lot of people have unpacked over the years. I remember some of his early material, he talked about chlorine lock, where the chlorine is locked up with the cyanuric acid, and it's a term that was used a lot in the beginning, you know, when I first started. That pool has chlorine lock, that's why there's algae in there, that's why you can't cure that pool, and the chlorine was locked up, so to speak, in the cyanuric acid, making it ineffective. When the cyanuric acid got to a high enough level, that would cause this quote-unquote chlorine lock. And then there was something that went around the industry, and it's still a myth that's propagated quite a bit, and that's that there's some algae that's chlorine resistant, kind of like antibiotics. If you take a lot of antibiotics, your the um, bacteria will become immune to it and become resistant to the antibiotics. So you got to keep getting stronger and stronger antibiotics until you get to the level where you take an antibiotic that destroys every single bacteria in your body, the good and the bad. And this is not what's happening with the algae in the pool that quote-unquote is chlorine resistant because that's really not the case. You know, chlorine kills algae. 
There's no way you can be resistant to it. And this is one of the things that is part of what Bob Lowry was talking about, that the three parts per million is not enough in the pool. I had Rudy Stinkowicz on my podcast about a year or so ago, and he explained it really well, the chlorine lock and the relationship between chlorine and the cyanuric acid. And I really haven't heard a better explanation than the way Rudy explains it. So here it is for you. It's about a three and a half minute clip. And Rudy explains this really well. And I think after hearing this, you're going to get a better idea of the relationship between chlorine, free chlorine and cyanuric acid. What people believe cyanuric acid, the chlorine cyanuric acid relationship to be, that varies a lot. Like you said, it's, it's a great way to start a long conversation in most cases, in sometimes a heated conversation. But realistically, what happens is cyanuric acid can kind of slow it down, right? And the higher the cyanuric acid level, the more it will slow down what's in the water. But it doesn't stop it. So it doesn't lock it. And the way you counter that is you go with a higher chlorine level. So even though the cyanuric acid levels, let's say 100 parts per million, right? So normally we're at 50 parts per million and we function just perfectly fine with a chlorine level of 3.5 parts per million. Now over summer, we've added tablets all year long. It's made it up to 100 parts per million. My 3.5 parts per million might not be cutting it anymore. It's not that it's stopped. It's just not enough. So I raised that to seven and a half, 7.5 parts per million. Now I'm the seven and a half percent of the cyanuric acid, which is what I'm sure you've heard them speak of. And at that point in time, now I'm okay. And I should be able to maintain my pool algae um, and bacteria free. But the problem is, is where we came up with this whole chlorine lock thing is, is that when you have the chlorine level at 3.5 parts per million, and then you have the high... Um, cyanuric acid level. And then keep in mind at that time too, we're not checking for phosphates at all back when this started. Um, Cause that was something we started doing more of, I guess, if you've been in the industry for a while, I'd say late nineties where we really started looking at phosphates. So that's going on in there. So the, the chlorine is just not working as well at that lower level. But if we do add more of it, then we have more hypochlorous acid in the water that's free to do what it's supposed to do. So picture this. Imagine you're you're in a building looking down on Times Square. There's 100 people down there. So it's a slow day. There's 100 people at Times Square. And you hand out 50 umbrellas. And as these people walk around, they pass the umbrella from one to another just continually passing the umbrellas along. This is basically what you have with cyanuric acid and chlorine, right? So the 50, that's our cyanuric acid, the umbrellas. And the 100 people, that's our hypochlorous acid. That's what's killing, doing the sanitizing, the disinfecting. And everybody gets a chance to hold the umbrella eventually, right? But if I was to add even more people, there'd be less chlorine protected at any point in time. But if I added more umbrellas, there'd be more people bound to the cyanuric acid. There'd be more people holding an umbrella at any one given time. And that's when we find that it's that that's what's slowing us down is the amount of basically umbrellas. Whoever's holding the umbrella is really not working. Whoever's without the umbrella, they're doing the job they're supposed to do. Now, 
raise the pH in that scenario, and we end up with more hypochlorite ions than we have hypochlorous acid, and hypochlorite ions actually degrade quicker in sunlight, and then we burn off more chlorine because of that anyway, um, because the hypochlorous acid will bond with the cyanuric acid and produce more hypochlorite ions, and that's when we'll see that occur. So here's this formula. I'm going to give it to you, and then you can test it out on your pool route. You can test it out on your own pool, and you can come to your own conclusion with this. This is something that's verifiable, which I like, and this is something that you can do. So his formula is this, that the free chlorine level should be a certain percentage of the cyanuric acid level in the pool. And I'll start with a simple example. If your cyanuric acid level is at 100 parts per million, then your free chlorine level needs to be 7.5% of that. That means that your chlorine level needs to be 7.5 parts per million in a pool with a cyanuric acid of 100 parts per million. So the 7.5% is the formula he came up with. It's more complicated than that. It's very complex, but he found that this percentage is pretty easy to kind of translate the cyanuric acid level with the free chlorine level. And so if you keep your pool at 50 parts per million of cyanuric acid, and you have to note this also, this is something that I should mention here, is that the turbidity test the for the cyanuric acid does have a margin of error. I think it's 15 or 20 parts per million one way or the other because you're raising that black dot out to see where it's at. Or if you're looking at the black dot until it disappears, whichever test you're using, there is that user error in there. Probably if you do a photometer like a spin touch or color cue pro seven, you're going to get a much more accurate cyanuric acid reading than looking at the turbidity type test. And of course, a test strip is just kind of a color guess. Basically, you look at the color and you can kind of get an idea if it's 30 or 50 parts per million. So let's say that you keep your cyanuric acid at 50 parts per million. That means that you're going to need a free chlorine level of 3.75 parts per million. Let's just say 4 parts per million to kind of round it up. So that 3 parts per million of chlorine that a lot of people say is the ideal level may not work based on the cyanuric acid level and the true cyanuric acid level based on a photometer would be the best way to measure it. Take it to your local pool store. Most of them use a photometer now and they can really test that cyanuric acid level for you. So if you have 50 parts per million and I mentioned that it needs to be 7.5% of the cyanuric acid, then three parts per million in this pool is not enough to prevent algae from growing and it's not enough to kill the bacteria and viruses in a lot of cases in the pool, and it may cause poor water quality. So you need to keep a pool with 50 parts per million of chlorine at four parts per million or above. Now when I say at four parts per million, that's every day. So let's say that you put chlorine in the pool, you balance your water, and it's a Monday, and you have it at four parts per million. According to Bob Lowry, in usual conditions in the summertime, you're gonna lose about one part per million of free chlorine per day. If there's heavy use, if there's other factors like a really high UV index, sometimes you may have a heat wave of 100 degrees. That's not a problem. The heat's not the problem. It's actually the UV index that's the problem. So if you're looking at the weather forecast, I always look at the UV index to see how bad it's going to be. Usually on a hot day, the UV index is really high, and this is what burns off the chlorine. The cyanuric acid will protect it. It'll slow down the degradation of the chlorine from the UV from the sun, but it's something that's going to happen anyway. It's not kind of bulletproof. It's going to de degrade anyway, even with the cyanuric acid protecting it. And by the way, that is why there's cyanuric acid in the water. That protects the chlorine 
from being burned off by the sun. And this is the sun's UV rays that actually burn off the chlorine in the pool. But it's going to go down about one part per million per day. So on Monday, you have it at four parts per million. And let's say on Tuesday, it goes down to three parts per million. Well, the formula that I gave you means that you have to have close to four parts per million in the pool every day. So that day that is at three, unless you don't add any more chlorine, it goes down to two the next day. Then you may have some wind and some pollen blows in the pool and then algae starts to form. And by Friday, you have some algae in the step area, maybe in a deep end where it's not getting good circulation. And then you check the chlorine reading and you're at two parts per million. You're like, oh, I guess it's lower than three parts per million. That's why I got algae. But the actual reality is it's lower than four parts per million. That's why you have algae. So it's not just the fact that it's below three parts per million. So that's what kind of where people get confused. And they're like, I got to raise it back up to three parts per million because that's going to prevent the algae. And if the cyanuric acid level is at 100 parts per million and you're at three parts per million, you're way below what it's going to take to prevent algae in the pool. And that's where we get this chlorine lock and we get this kind of false myth that there's some algae that's chlorine resistant. Because in reality, if you have 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid, with this formula, you should have 8 parts per million of free chlorine in the pool every day, not just the day you treat it, but every day of the week. And this is where that vicious cycle of adding more tablets or adding more chlorine or shocking the pool, because you have to maintain that 8 parts per million of free chlorine to prevent algae from growing. And if it drops down to 3 parts per million for 3 or 4 days, then you get a big algae bloom. And then you're like, what's wrong with my pool? Is there a filter problem? Is there a circulation problem? I got to boost up the runtime. Then you're going to have a higher electricity bill. You may clean the filter unnecessarily, wasting your time. When all it is, is that you're not keeping the proper chlorine level in the pool. And that's why there's algae in there, because the chlorine level got below the level that needs to be at based on, needs to be, it needs to be at based on the cyanuric acid level of the pool. And if you don't believe me, go ahead and do this test with your pool or with the pool on your route. I have the luxury of having a, my own pool that I can test these things on. So I turn my salt generator down to three parts per million. Now this is hard to do to get your salt generator to only produce a certain amount of chlorine in your pool, but I've had a lot of experience with my pool and my generator. So I know exactly how to set it to get five parts per million every day and how to get less every day. Now in the summertime, I can't experiment too much because the UV index kind of makes things wonky. So I do these experiments usually in April in May when it's not quite as warm out and the pool's more stable. So I've dropped my saltwater pool down to the level. Now there's one caveat here and that's if you have borates at 50 parts per million in the pool, you only have to do a 5% with the formula. So if you have cyanuric acid of 100 parts per million and then you have borates at 50 parts per million in the pool, you only need to have 5% of that number in free chlorine that would be five parts per million. So in the case of my saltwater pool, I keep my cyanuric acid right about 50. I did the photometer tester to make sure. So that means that if I have borates, which I do at 50 parts per million, I would only need 2.5 parts per million of free chlorine because the borates changed that formula from 7.5 to 5%. So I took my saltwater pool down to one parts per million by turning off the salt cell and then adjusting it to where it only came on for a couple hours a day that just kind of bled chlorine in very gradually, very slowly, I should say. And I kept the chlorine level about one parts per million. We can barely get a reading. 
and I verified that algae started growing in the step area. Even with borates, it took a while for this to happen. It took three weeks for the algae to start appearing because borates are an algistat. But at some point, the borates aren't going to be effective. Even with, you know, that in the pool, you're going to get algae because of the low chlorine level. It's going to happen. You can't run a pool with borates with no chlorine in the pool. So I did this test, and I also tested a pool on my route that had a higher cyanuric acid level. And I went and used a lot less chlorine in that pool. Again, this was in April where it wasn't too hot, so I could do this test. And it got a pretty bad algae bloom in that pool, the test pool. My pool got a little bit of algae, so I brought it back up to my normal four or five parts per million, which I like running my saltwater generator at. I like having at least five parts per million. And the algae went away and never came back at that point after I brushed it. So that, to me, is the fact that even at a low chlorine level, algae is going to still form in the pool. Even with borates, if the chlorine level gets to a certain point where the algae can, of course, defeat the amount of free chlorine in the pool, keep it simple. The pool that had a high cyanuric acid level that I was testing, and I kept it at three parts per million, when it should have been around eight parts per million, got a really bad algae bloom. And it actually took me about three weeks to clear that pool up. Luckily, it was a rental. No one really uses the pool. But I got this really strong mustard algae that really had a hard, I had a hard time brushing off the pool. I even did an experiment, and I mentioned this when I did the podcast with Rudy, the Talking Pools podcast, where it got so bad in the step area that even my steel brush wasn't taking it off well. I didn't have any algebran that's really in short supply. So I took a Cal Hypo tablet, the Pool Life tablet, and I just broke it up, put it on the step area. I figured Cal Hypo is pretty safe, it's not going to stay in the pool. And I wanted to see if by putting the Cal Hypo tablet, breaking it up into little pieces, not super small, but breaking it up into several pieces, I put it right where the algae was on the step area. And then I let it set there all week. The cleaner wasn't going to pick it up because it was on the step area. I went back there the next week and all the algae was gone. It actually looked really great. So the Cal Hypo tablet's kind of broken up and put by the algae it was really effective. And this may be a method you may want to try in pools with really aggressive algae. But even the cleaner got a lot of algae on it, which, you know, was one of those things where it was like scratching my head. And I've dealt with pools on my route with high cyanuric acid. I always keep the pools really high with chlorine. And so by doing this experiment, I was able to see firsthand that a pool with 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid, when you keep it at 3 parts per million every week, is not going to prevent algae. And in fact, the algae bloom got progressively worse after the second week. Finally, I brought the chlorine level back up to where it needed to be. I was able to treat the pool and brush it and get the algae out of there. And now that pool is perfectly fine at eight parts per million. But this is something that you can definitely test out there. And you may be testing it without even thinking about it because you may be running your pool at a lower chlorine level than necessary or than appropriate to keep the algae from growing in the pool. This happens a lot on your pool route where you take over a pool. They've been just putting tablets in like crazy. The cyanuric acid level may be at 200 parts per million. You have no idea what it's at because the test only goes to 100 accurately. And then you're diluting water to kind of get an idea of what it is. That pool technically needs to have a free chlorine level of like 20 parts per million, basically. So that's not getting algae in there. So this is why the cyanuric acid level really is important and why 3 parts per million may not be enough to keep the algae out of the pool. And the pool may not be safe to swim in because the chlorine is not effective at that lower level. You can definitely do this test if you want with your own pool, with a pool on your route. And it can be shown that by bringing the chlorine level back up and maintaining it at that high level that it's supposed to be at, 
the 7.5% free chlorine to cyanuric acid level ratio. I really think that this is something that's missed in the industry. A lot of the problems that you see on your pool route, a lot of the problems you see in your personal pool, is because you're believing that three parts per million is all you're going to need in your pool, when in fact, the relationship between free chlorine and cyanuric acid is really something that's being unpacked a lot. I know that Arenda focuses a lot on the fact that the pH of the pool at 7.6 doesn't really make a huge difference if the pH is at 8.0 or 7.6 based on the amount of cyanuric acid in the water. Because I think most of those studies were done in pools with no cyanuric acid in them. And so the fact that a lower pH makes the chlorine more effective it's kind of been proven that it's not because the cyanuric acid really interferes with the free chlorine. And even if you keep your pH to 7.6 or 7.5, it's not going to make a big difference. It's not going to increase the kill factor because the number one factor is the cyanuric acid level in the pool, not the pH. But I really think the free chlorine, the cyanuric acid, is something that, again, is really missing the industry. And this is something that you can test yourself. Don't take my word for it. Don't take Bob Lowry's word for it. Do the test yourself. Find a pool that has a cyanuric acid level of 100 parts per million. Bring that chlorine level down to 3 parts per million and run it at 3 parts per million for 2 or 3 weeks and see how that pool looks. And I can pretty much guarantee you that you're going to see that you're going to have algae blooming in the pool. and You'll have a lot of problems balancing that pool if you don't keep the chlorine level much higher in the higher cyanuric acid pools. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, Specifically, if you're looking for the ones on with Bob Lowry that he talks about a lot of this, you go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner is a podcast icon. Click on that icon and in the search box, just type in the word Bob Lowry, and then all the podcasts I recorded with him will come up there. And a lot of the podcasts have this about the cyanuric acid versus the chlorine, free chlorine level. And you can listen to Bob Lowry talk about it directly. Um, when we discuss these things uh, in the podcast that I recorded with them. And if you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.